Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. It's time to grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above. And it's a busy week. It is definitely one for the record books. Actually, maybe that's next week, but it doesn't matter because it all kicks off this week. This week begins the crazies of March, and some of you are likely feeling it already. I know I was already chatting with people this morning who were like, what is going on? And as we prepare for the biggest move of the week, which is Saturn's move into Pisces, some of you may be feeling extremely sensitive, both emotionally and psychically. You may be picking up on things, information, having dreams or having like flashes of things that could be happening. And we are interestingly enough, juxtaposing that against the full moon tomorrow in the sign of Virgo, which is about bringing everything down to the level of earth, to the level of ground, right? Bringing everything in, into that real space. So it's good to be with you this morning. I had a fabulous weekend. Actually, it was kind of boring Saturday, but Sunday was good. Actually, Saturday was good, too. I got a lot done. Uh, it was more of a rainy, icky day. I don't think Terry or I got out of our pajamas that day. We just kind of hung out and did things that, you know, we wanted to do. Um, Friday night, of course, we had our family get together, and that was fun. We played a new um, version of the game Clue, and that was so much fun to play. And then yesterday, we the weather kind of cleared up, so we played on our bikes, riding around the island, visited with other family members. It was actually a good weekend, so I'm really glad to start off today. And some of you may be even feeling like me, kind of ebullient and kind of optimistic today, because we start our week off with the sun in a sextile to the planet Uranus. And I have leaping cats in my background. And you know what? I may end up with a cat fight because my own cat isn't in here yet. When she comes in and sees the neighbor cats in here, we could have cat fireworks. So just to warn you ahead of time. Uh, at any rate, so today the sun in that sextile to Uranus is filling us with sort of this air of expectation perhaps a feeling of something, you know, coming and something that might be profound and, and enabling us to release ourselves from some kind of chains or some kind of, you know, handcuffs where we have, you know, self-limited. And as well, because of the nature of Piscean energy, we have the potential for us to be having a lot of dreams and a lot of insight into things that might be coming. Some of those things can be fear-filled because, of course, the whole Pisces and Virgo axis can sometimes take us into uh, sort of the, the seedier side of fear, right? Where things that people are generating in, in the world as far as fear or as far as the shadows are readily available for all of us to sense or to tap into. So it's going to be very key for us during these next few years, especially, to really tap into, is this mine? right? Is this mine? So today what I want to do is first talk about the moon in Virgo, because that is where the moon is right this minute. And that is where the full moon will take place tomorrow. And then I will transition into talking about the full moon. 
And I also want to ask you some key questions because that full moon is perched at a point where two major planets are about to change signs, one immediately after the full moon and one in another couple of weeks. So there are some profound questions to be asking yourselves. And then I want to talk about, this is a time I'm going to just say, hey, 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 get your own astrology chart out because what we haven't talked about yet with Saturn's move into Pisces is how that might affect the houses or the areas of your life where Pisces is sitting. So you'll have to have your own chart so you recognize where that is. And then finally, we'll take a look at the, the week ahead. What else can we expect during the week? So let me say good morning to people. Kathleen Mallory, you were there first this morning. I saw you right off when I opened up StreamYard. Good morning to Christine. Colleen McSpirit, oh my gosh, it's great to see you. Terry Lee Strauss, hello to you. Funny thing, Terry, I saw you posted a picture this morning and in it was Suzanne Giesman and another woman whose name escapes me at the moment. But at first, as I was starting to scroll, I thought it was you with Suzanne Giesman and I was just gonna hit you up right away. <laughs> because I wanted to know all about Suzanne Giesman. I absolutely adore her. Joan Durchie, good morning. Tom, hello to you. Um, has, as, hello, hi, Astro Design family. Colonel Mustard with a glyph in the 112th house. <laughs> it was kind of like that, it's, except now we have Miss Peach and Sergeant Gray and uh, uh, Mademoiselle uh, Rose. So new characters, as well as the the tried and trusted uh, other characters. And Terry says, I do have pictures with her. I want you to post those so I can see pictures of you with her. Because she was one of the, after Brian died, she was one of the first, other than you, because obviously we met you not long after. Um, but she was the one that just kept being the drumbeat about from other people telling us, oh, well, you should connect with Suzanne. So uh, I have sort of this affinity for her and the work that she does, especially because she was a naval commander. Uh, I, I, I don't know what else to call her. I don't know exactly what her rank was. So you wouldn't expect a medium to have had a ba background of being in the Navy as a commander or as a as an officer in the military. So it was kind of unique. I love that blending of both the grounded earthiness with the spiritual woo-woo. And that is where we're sitting today, by the way, right? As we move into with the, the ready ourselves for the full moon, we're moving into this opposition of the sun and the moon. That's what a full moon is with the moon in the sign of Virgo, bringing us into emotional equanimity, groundedness, and the sun in the sign of Pisces, stirring up our imaginations, our creativity, uh, maybe even stirring up in the pot where you have fear or shadows that are still unpurged. And so this will be the time to purge that kind of stuff. But let's take uh, another look a little bit deeper at what is Virgo energy, because that's where the moon is now. And of course, the moon will be there for the full moon tomorrow. So what I really think about this is to prepare for revelation uh, or completion or movement in a new direction, i.e. change or transformation. We should all be being prepared for life to push us in a new direction, in a new 
kind of compass heading as we move forward from here. So it might be time to plan and organize the, the work that you want to do or how you want to serve because after all, Virgo is a sign of service and not service as I'm your slave, but service as in I want to share my gifts and my talents with people, with you in particular, right? or with my family or my networks or my community or my friends. I wanna be able to elevate people by what it is that I have to share with the world. And that might be something simple. It might be something more complex. It doesn't matter, but each of you has your own unique gifts and talents that it's time to really bring out, individualize, but also share, right? You have to be able to share all of that with the people that are around you. And so plan and organize your life around that, right? Terry, you're an awesome medium. Corey, you're an artist. Joan, even though you've been retired, you have these wonderful gifts of healing. And let's see who else is out there. Colleen, I don't know what you're up to these days, but being you is what is required, right? Being you is what is required and how you're here to share it with everybody. Now, also with the moon in Virgo, what starts to come up is our routines and our healthy habits or unhealthy habits, such as the case may be. And um, when we're talking about healing energy with Virgo, we're not talking just about the straight line, Western, traditional, Western, not traditional, non-traditional medicine. We're really looking at more of the alternative types of healing that are available out there. And the fact that you are your own healer, right? You know, we can go to doctors when we know that the doctor has something that we really need. If you have a broken bone, you want kind of an allopathic doctor, right? They're going to be able to set the bone, make sure it's not, you know, fracturing all over the place. But if you are struggling with, say, something like uh, a cough that won't go away uh, or a sore throat that keeps repeating itself, there might be something more spiritual to that, that may be an alternative healer. And I even throw myself in there as an astrologer, human design, gene keys person that, uh, you know, we can look at what might be the cause from a different point of view right, from a different point of view. So all of us during this next period of time and are enabled to look deeper at what it is that might be going on within our own bodies that sort of represents something else to us, right, that might be something more of a spiritual nature. And then from there, we can decide what we do. How do we, how do we change that, right? How do we work with that? And then as well as we have exercise, you know, all the other physical body things too, right? Moderation in all things, detoxifying your environment, detoxifying your, in your body, making sure that you're not putting impurities in the body. And moderation meaning, you know, we just want to make sure that we're not overgoing in one direction or the other, right? Trying to get some kind of homeostasis, perhaps an equilibrium, but we have to know that life is always doing this right up and down. Discernment, another key for the mood in Virgo, likely because in some ways Virgo and Pisces are the two gullible signs of <laughs> the zodiac. <laughs> I have great stories of people in my life that were Pisces and Virgos that are so gullible sometimes, right? You can convince them of almost anything, even if it doesn't sound logical, they can sometimes get duped into things. So it really calls for us to bring up our discernment skills and to be able to think critically, 
to analyze, but without getting caught up in the mental anxiety and worry that can happen from that elevation in our thinking processes. So we want to watch out for being gullible. We really want to use our own discernment, our own discrimination in things that we're hearing, in things that people tell us. So we want to be able to be our own wise person, our own whiz, right? Our own wizard. And watch out for a couple of things, obviously, right? Worry and anxiety, a big thing, mental especially, but also can be spiritual anxiety because I note, you know, when we have energy, like we're going to pile on the Piscean energy as, as soon as tomorrow afternoon when, when Saturn moves into Pisces. And that can trigger us tapping into the collective, uh, the collective angst, the collective's anger, whatever it is that the, that is residing in the collective, we become more open to it. We become more sensitive to it. And those of you who are already sensitive, you can just count this as being 10 times more sensitivity, right? So we want to be able to watch what it is that we're tapping into. Is it really true for you? Or is this something I'm picking up from the collective? Overthinking is another issue that can happen here in the shadow where we start, We it's a logic versus spiritual kind of energy, right? It's a logic versus intuition kind of energy. We have both within, you, within us and within you. You have three ways of knowing, right? You have logic, which is just one way. You have intuition or gut instinct, and you also have knowingness. Knowingness is probably the, the hardest because it's, I don't know how I know what I know. I just know. And so you, someone may be asking you, well, how do you know? I don't know how I know. I just know, right? That's, that's a, a valid way of knowing for us as human beings. So we may end up when we receive some kind of intuitive hit or we have some kind of knowing, arbitrarily go more toward the logic or to the, the more of the thinking it through, which can then create a whole lot of mental tension and stress for us. So be careful with that. The overthinking, some of you out there have defined heads and ajnas, the, the top two centers in your human design. You're designed to think. I can't take that away from you. But you are the one that controls what you think about. Think about that. Think about what am I thinking? And why am I thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> and can I change what I'm thinking to be something more about what I would like to be thinking about? All in your purview, all in your power. Also watch for playing the blame game. Virgo moon can be the blamer. <clears throat> Looking outside of yourself and blaming it on your situation, blaming it on the people in your family, blaming it on uh, opportunities that were lacking or whatever, 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 right? Blame, the blame game is a very negative game. It is a very disempowering game to play. So it is also a part of the victim thinking, victimhood that we are moving out of our lives getting rid of it, right? We need to move that out of our lives. And then victim thinking comes in, right? Where I start seeing myself, thinking of myself as a victim, which is never positive, right? It's just not positive. You are not a victim. You are always able to take control of yourself, be self-responsible. Self-alignment is your job, right? Not somebody else's. And just realign. You're constantly realigning, constantly realigning. 
we are always getting hit with different things right in our lives and you can't let those be the source of taking you out of your game taking you out of your stride so this is our big opportunity to really let that go all right so i see some other people popping in here this morning good morning corey and pauline blenner it's great to see you out there um yeah, I had a little oopsie this morning when I was planning the show. I didn't end up attaching a graphic to it. I went in later and added a graphic to at least YouTube. So some of you who are on Facebook, which I see that you are, Pauline, uh, you may not see a graphic that goes along with this, but it will be there later. Kajella, good morning to you. Leilani, hello. And Terry Strauss says, ugh. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, Terry. It really is. Natasha, hello. She says, I'm having a big meeting tomorrow about my school job. My mantra is, I trust. I trust, I trust, as this is, I feel the big pivot to the rest of my life. Wow. That's a lot, right? It's a lot to put on yourself. Now, uh, let's talk about the full moon then, because the full moon is a time of releasing. And it does happen fairly early tomorrow for us here on the West Coast at 4.40 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, Natasha, you'll be in your meeting after the full moon has already occurred. That full moon is at 7.40 East Coast Time. And for those of you joining us from Europe, Universal Time, 12.40 p.m. So, in the afternoon. So, literally, most of us are all having that full moon tomorrow. And uh, interesting, right, that it pops up on a day when we're also going to experience the transition of Saturn, duty and responsibility and your authority, your authentic self lies with Saturn. And then this meeting that might be rearranging your priorities for you, Natasha. Uh, I don't know how that's going to go, but I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear how you pull yourself up with your by your own authority, no matter what it is, it looks like in the outer world, and use that as a way to empower yourself to be the creator of your own reality. That's it, right? Now, I have a couple of questions for you all, you might want to scribble these down in case you want to con you know, con contemplate them as the day goes on. But it wasn't, uh, I noted that the full moon occurs with two planets at 29 degrees. Saturn at 29.59, like <laughs> the last position it could be in before it moves into the new sign, and Pluto at 29.40, so also very close to the end. Anytime we have a planet or planets that are sitting at 29 degrees, we have a sort of karmic, I want to say comeuppance, but I mean that in the po most positive of ways. It's almost like the gift giving in the for the work that you've done, the award at the end of the race, right? So, but it will also show you maybe through exaggeration what is left yet undone, right? So th those are the things that you want to be thinking about as that full moon takes us through completion, revelation, um, uh, aha moments, letting go moments. And how does that play in with the 29th degree? What is logically, spiritually, intuitively, instinctively knowing that it's just time for it to be done? So here's a good question. Do I really need this in my life? Do I really need this in my life? Do I really need this chaos? Do I really need this thing? Do I really need that experience anymore? Or am I done? Am I done with that? If I'm done with that, 
time to release it, let it go. Next question, is this what I really want? Is this what I really want? Do I really want this job? Do I really want this relationship? Do I really want this condition in my life? Right? Those are your questions for you to answer. And here's another really good question to ask with the two of these planets sitting in the most delicate of spots. What have I learned? In the case of Saturn, what have I learned in the last two and a half years since December 21st of 2020? Right? What have I learned? And in the case of Pluto, since we since 2007 and 2008 what have i learned what has transformed in my life what do i still want to transform in my life what work is there yet to do what have i released another great question what have i released what have i moved out of my way so that i could be the truth of who i am and alternatively what have i embraced what have I brought in to my being? What have I brought in? What have I done more of? What do I still yet want to add to my life? These are all great questions at a full moon anyway, but also at a full moon when we have two planets, Saturn and uh, Pluto at 29 degrees, right? Because they're closing out a phase. They're closing out their Aquarian and Capricorn phases and moving on into their Piscean and for Pluto Aquarian phases. This is our leap, boom, dive into the Aquarian age. And in the Aquarian age, we are our own superpowers, right? You wonder why the superpowers of the world are coming undone? They're coming undone because they're not the superpowers. We were the ones, we people, we're the ones with the superpowers. So we have to learn to really trust that what we are doing has impact on the world around us and that we are the ones. We are the ones we've been waiting for. How many times have we heard that, right? Uh, so oh, breathe, just breathe, breathe, breathe through all of these changes. Now, as we look at the full moon, the full moon, of course, in Virgo, a sign that needs to be discerning a sign that wants practicality, practical emotional expression. The moon is our emotions. But the moon is also about our inner world. What's our inner landscape? And it, when we look at the full moon, we call it a full moon because it's all about the moon, right? I took a beautiful picture of the moon this morning and I was out barefoot on my front porch. It's 36 degrees outside because I wanted this shot of the moon. And I got the shot, and as I turned around and looked, there was a deer standing <laughs> right at the bottom of my front porch looking at me. And I went, oh, hey. And, of course, when I talked, it started to run off. But I was also moving to go inside because it was quite chilly. Uh, but anyway, like magic pops up, right? It pops up when we least expect it during this period of time. And it sets the tone for the possibilities of where we might be going. And... That moon, of course, also is, you know, like I said, it's the deep dive inside because your outer world is the out picturing of what's going on within you. If you don't like what you see outside, then you can't address it just outside. You also have to make the shift inside. That's what the full moon often reminds us, right? The shift has to be self-drawn up 
right? Self-drawn up and then expressed. Now the sun shows us in this case, well, what could we be expressing? And we could be expressing our psychic sensitivities, our Piscean ability to be imaginative, to be creative, to be connected spiritually, to be connected to source or God, to be connected to one another, right? That we're all together on this boat named Earth and that everything that we do has an impact on everybody else and what they can or can't do. We're all in it together. So we have that going on. Now as well, we have Mercury in a pretty close proximation to the sun at this point in time. And I mean, it's still, it's not within orb. I mean, most astrologers would probably say, no, it's not. But when I look at things as whole sign, what all is going on in the sign. So in the sign of Pisces at the full moon, we have Mercury, the sun and Neptune. We have a lot of power in that part of our charts. Now that could be driving up our victim energies. It could be showing us where we have become the slave of something that isn't genuinely ours, right? It can show us where we have the power to let ourselves create a new possibility, to create a new reality. I like it. I like the way this is moving. But that doesn't mean that the challenges are over. Right. There are still a lot of people on this planet that are holding us to the old fourth dimensional, third dimensional realities, thinking patterns and physically stuck. Right. There's still a lot of that on the planet. And the, we, we can't make that happen any. We can't make that change happen any faster. All we can do in terms of making it faster is to make ourselves change right? You're the one that needs to make the changes. You're the one that needs to embrace the change, right? The releasing of the old paradigm, the connection to what's new, what's possible, and ending the old, right? Ending what no longer serves us or serves you, right? That's the key here. When we look at this, we also see that the sun is in a sextile to Uranus. It's in the sextile to Uranus today, and it will be there as well tomorrow during the full moon. And that puts the moon in a trine to Uranus, both very positive transits or aspects. And think of the aspects as relationships, right? So the sextile is just another word for a positive aspect between the sun and Uranus. And a trine just is another word that expresses a smooth flowing of energy, in this case, between the moon in Virgo and Uranus in Taurus. Fellow Earth signs, we're breaking things down to their simplest thing, right? We're breaking it down to the simple, common denominators, right? The common denominator for every human is we crave attention in connection, right? We crave to be connected, whether that's one-on-one -on -one with a significant other, with our family, with our friends, with our extended family, right? We crave connection. And we can also put another word in here. We crave love. It's what we want. It's what we're after. When we misbehave, it's because we're feeling somehow cut off from our connection or we're feeling somehow cut off from love, right? We may be feeling somewhat marginalized. That's another key word coming up big time. 
because as Pluto begins his move into Aquarius later this month, all of the marginalized become central, right? The central moves to the edges while the marginalized moves more toward the center. So it'll be an interesting change as society is right now built up about who has all the power. It's all the power in the center. And quite frankly, that's been the patriarchy, right? The, the, the old men's club and the, the club that has been the bankers and the, the, the money brokers and the causing a whole lot of greed mongering and all of that's going to change. Now, certainly not tomorrow, but over time. Right over time, that's going to have to release in order for new things to come in. So we're sitting really at a precipice that really is very profound. I mean, it, it almost it almost defies words in what we're about to embark upon or what we are in the midst of. Really, we've kind of been in the midst of this for a while, but it's like the drumbeat is getting the cadence is getting stronger, is getting more, you know, faster, getting more profound. <clears throat> so here we go. Now, the fact is, with Uranus involved in the full moon, what we have is lightning fast aha moments of epiphany, of revelation, light bulb goes on, but also it's inspirational. I think that's what I'm really feeling today is this optimism born from inspiration, the sun in a sextile today. It starts our week off this week with the sun in that sextile to Uranus. What can we change? What can we move toward? What can we let go of? Right? It could be lots of different things. It doesn't have to be one thing. It could be, you know, lots of things. It could be that one big thing that creates a watershed moment of change for you in your life. Good change. It doesn't have to be bad change. It might feel that way if you're releasing a job or you're releasing a position or you're releasing some finances or health issues. It could be, a, you know, relationships. It can be, it can feel. I'm not going to tell you that it's going to all be, you know, sunshine and roses because change is something that happens sometimes against our will. Uranus kind of sees to that, right? kind of releases us when we didn't really want to be released. It unsticks us. It liberates us, right? That's a key word, liberation and change and possibly completion. These are big words for this full moon. All right. Questions. How's everybody doing out there? Uh, Christine Buckingham, would a 0 0.38 Pluto retrograde in Virgo fifth house be impacted by that too? Yes. Absolutely. And in fact, if you have um, any planets really sitting at zero degrees or 29 degrees in your chart, they're going to be impacted by this. And it depends on what the planet is and what sign it happens to be in. That will tell you kind of more information about how you'll be impacted. But the difference between 29 degrees and zero degrees, just for everybody that's listening here, is that in general, 29 degrees brings things into closure. Bring things, brings things more into crystallization, right? You've had the 28 previous degrees of experience of that sign that come into sort of a crystallation, a crystallization in order to be completed, to be completed with. So then zero degrees, also karmic, but it holds potential. It holds the all that could be, right? So a zero degrees in your chart is holding the potential for the expression of that sign 
in that house. So if you have a zero degrees Pluto in Virgo, which you likely do because mine's at five degrees of Virgo, and I think you're a, just a little bit older than me, then what you're looking at is the potential for that big change in your life that really brings you into freedom, that brings you into um, being inventive, reinventing yourself. I think you said it's in the eighth house. Is that right? No, fifth house. What is? Yeah, fifth house, which is all about creativity and about creating joy, a path of joy in your life, Christine. Um, maybe taking some risks, things that you never thought about doing or things that you didn't think were possible for you. So untying yourself from those bonds right? In the graphic this morning, I found really great pictures of handcuffs and the handcuffs breaking of chains, uh, you know, that had binded our wrists chain or breaking and just being thrown over, right? That's exactly where you are. That level of change, perhaps. And it also does mean that, Christine, it means we can handle things differently moving forward. We must. We must do things differently. We'll get hit with something every time we try to do it the same old, same old way, right? It'll crash and burn and be exposed for the weaknesses that it holds. If it's not sustainable, it's going to get exposed for not being sustainable. Good morning, Sahida. Alana, good morning to you. Virgo with Saturn return in Pisces in the 12th house. So you have a lot going on. The 12th house is actually the natural house that is ruled by Pisces. So you're probably feeling a lot of tension coming up from the subconscious mind, looking at maybe unconscious patterns in your life. And this will continue um, with Saturn, you know, coming into Pisces. And you're also at a Saturn return. Now, whether you're at 29, 30 years old, which means you're having to let go of your, your, your 20s and your teens, right? The getting a little more serious about what happens next in your life, getting on the path as it were, of your authority, or whether you're at the 59, 60-year-old end of things where now you're pruning away the things, the structures, the complexities of life that you've built and kind of streamlining, right? Either end of that Saturn return is going to be profound, especially in the 12th house, because there could be a lot of unconscious patterns that you've gotten into, victim modes that you've gotten into, right? These are the, the 12th house is called often the house of prisons or being imprisoned. But what we discover, if we're willing to process things in the 12th house, is that we're holding the key. And we've been holding the key all along that would release us from that self-imposed prison, from sacrificial uh, energies, from victim energies, from self-sabotaging energies all of that stuff. You hold the key and that will be coming up for you in a big way. Corey says, my Chiron and Midheaven are at 29. Which sign? 29. Which sign? Which sign is that? Because now what are you bringing into its fullness at the 29th degree? Uh, oh, both in Taurus. Sorry, missed that. In the ninth house. Woo, you're writing, right? You're publishing. Your expansion, your consciousness expanding in, in lockstep with um seeing all of the lessons that you've brought together. Remember way back in December when I did the astrology of 2023 class, what one of the big thing I was talking about was about what is the gift Saturn is going to be leaving you when he gets to this very degree he's at now just before he moves into Pisces. 
What's the gift of Aquarius that you were given? What, what is the accomplishment that you've made during the last two and a half years? Key, key for you to be looking at for everything, you know, to think about for all of you, I mean, to think about is where, what have I accomplished? What even out of tragedy or even out of drama or traumas in your own life, what have you accomplished, right? It's a big deal. J-Lo, good morning to you. She says, a bit tardy, but I was in Spanish class. Ooh, you know, I took five years of Spanish between seventh grade and graduating from, from high school. And I was so fluent at that point in time, but then I haven't used it. Ah, so I've forgotten a lot of it. So what is the question? See what happens when you're late to class. The question, there were a lot of questions. Do I really need this in my life? Is this what I really want? What have I learned? What have I released? And what have I embraced? Questions as Saturn and Pluto both sit at their 29th degrees, but also that Saturn moving out of Pisces, or I mean out of Aquarius into Pisces at the full moon or just after the full moon. So Terry says, so when you are Aquarius, when you are Aquarius, Terry, you are already the embodiment of this new age, this new age of brotherhood, sisterhood, humanitarianism, humanity, of innovation. I know you are probably not one that really likes technology all that much, but making friends with technology and inventiveness right? You already think outside of the box. So bring that to the fore. How are you seeing the future? I mean, you are a future seer already. You're an oracle, right? You help people see what their loved ones are trying to communicate to them. You help people do that in a way that's very Aquarian <laughs> because Aquarius rules the divinatory arts, right? Cards and astrology and mediumship and Every other kind of divination tool, runes, pendulums, blah, 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 on and on. Aquarius rules that. So maybe you're getting more adept at using your gift. But that can also create for you as a reflector some anxiety because you're picking, you, you're not, you, you're, you're acting as a filter for all people around you and for the collective. And so you have to remember just to let it flow through you, right? Let it flow through you. Uh, Pauline, 29 degrees, part of fortune in cancer, 12th house. So the biggest joy and fortune you'll find in your life is when you release yourself from the subconscious and unconscious patterns that have dogged you, right? That have stuck you like a pin some to some thought or to some belief uh, or some ideal that just doesn't hold up anymore for you. Uh, J-Lo, oh, sugar, honey, iced tea. Just figured in Placidus Pluto and my MC will be 29 Aquarius. And in whole sign, they will be zero degrees Pisces. I don't know what's about to go down. Okay, what's about to go down is going to be all in your choice, right? It's always up to you. It's your responsibility. So no matter what it is that happens, if something happens outside of you, the the uh, way that gets answered is how am I going to respond? Right? Am I going to respond in the old way, which might be very debilitating to me and maybe to others or very fear filled or shadowed? Uh, or am I going to be 
purposefully engaged with that event and work through it. So, you know, the world might look a little squirrely for a while. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Uh, Terry, I have no doubt that some of the things you shared with me this morning um, are, are there to happen, right? That maybe not to us here at this moment, but it's the way the world works, right? Sometimes, and hold on, I got to get the date so everybody knows this. March 15th, beware the Ides of March. Hmm. March 15th, the Great Awakening begins to flow through humanity. As Jupiter, the planet of growth and expansion, moves into the gate 51 in your human design, the gate of shock. Now, shock is sometimes our being shocking to other people as a, like, wake up. Sometimes it is the outer world that shocks us as an initiation to awaken more to spirit. The 25 is the gate that sits across from it. That is the gate of the love of spirit, right? Well, the 15, 51, excuse me, can generate shock. So think about the impact that shock and trauma has had on your life. And if you, if it's been far enough behind you, you can see how maybe the choices you made during that have impacted you even to this day. Were they positive choices? Right. Were was there an awakening that was an initiation in the, in your life? Like some people get, you know, this cancer diagnosis and it rocks their world. But suddenly they see life differently. They awaken to the moment in the now that is so profound for them. And then they move through that healing process, perhaps changing their lifestyle, the 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 very things that are important to them change, right? So it may not be that it's a happy diagnosis kind of thing, but it has a profound impact on their lives, right? My son's death had a profound impact on my life, on my family. And key things that I said as a result of that have come to pass. I said, this won't break us. I said, this won't separate us. And it hasn't, it brought us closer together. But would it have done that if I wasn't open to what did that shock mean? So all of us, now I'm not saying it's gonna be those profound kind of things. Don't expect a death, don't expect a job loss or things like that. But if those things happen, what is it awakening you to? And again, it's not always easy to see that in the moment. It's not very easy when you're in the emotion of something that's happened right? Your parents dying or an accident that happens or you losing a job or, you know, losing money in a stock exchange, whatever it is, right? But what does it mean for you? That's the thing. Take the meaning and take what you learned out of that shock. So that will be in play all through the rest of March and into April 8th. On April 8th, it will switch to celebration energy. So we have that to look for. So be aware, right? Don't be in fear. Don't get all crazed out by these things that I'm saying, but awareness is key. What is changing in your life? And I'll tell you what else happens. With a planet at the gate 51, these are not things that you haven't already been aware of that need to change in your life. It's not, right? <laughs> There's some, it's like suddenly the house has to fall on your head so that you'll really pay attention. 
but you've been getting the niggling of it. You've been seeing the handwriting on the wall, so to speak. And if you're ignoring or refusing to change or to let go or to move on, then sometimes the universe has to give you the bigger wake up call. And if it's a wake up call, it's not to profoundly hurt you. It's to initiate you into being more spiritual, being more embodied spirit and whatever lessons that come out of that. You're not being, you know, victimized by the universe. It is just how life on this planet works. So we haven't had Jupiter at the gate 51 for nigh on 12 years. In fact, I can't even remember if I go back 12 years ago, because I don't even know that I was doing human design then 12 years ago, I started doing human design in 2013. So I wouldn't have even been profound, pro, proficient enough to understand what that might have meant. So this will be an interesting experience for me as well to see what is everybody experiencing? What am I experiencing? And what is it initiating us into? What are we being initiated into? So that's coming up. Um, anyway, let's talk a bit about, uh, I don't know why I have that there. Let's talk about Saturn and what the houses are that he will be sitting in, in your own charts, because the house is an area of your life. It is, uh, so the first house is the house of self, right? The house of you. So if you have Pisces on the first house, a Pisces rising sign would put Pisces on your first house. What is it that Saturn will be bringing you? What, what are the next steps in your evolution, if you will? So it'll be interesting for you all who have Pisces rising because Pisces is the sign of endings, right? It's the last sign of the Zodiac, but it's the first house in your chart, which is the first beginning, right? The beginning of you, the new beginning. And it might show that there's a transition coming up for you personally. We could call this character building, right? So the next two and a half years for you might be all about your identity, your physical body, the way you look, the way that your hair color, you know, how you dress, uh, the transformation of you, right? Saturn brings us a transformation of sorts, but the transformation is often about letting go what isn't suitable, what doesn't fit what isn't truly authentically you in favor of bringing out more and more of what is really truly authentically you. So if you have Saturn and Pisces in your first house uh, coming into the transit, that's exactly what you're going to be looking at is this. Um, how can I be more creative and maybe the, more self-compassion even, right? More self-love bringing up to coming up to the forefront. It's always possible, right? If you have Pisces on your second house, now the second house is a house of money and it's a house that really is about self-worth and the bottom, you know, the bottom line of the house is definitely about your self-worthiness, your confidence, your ability to um, value yourself, right? So when you have Saturn going through your second house, or going through Pisces in your second house. It's all about finances and self-worth. It's related to money that we earn. So you might have to address how you earn your money. You might have to address where are your gifts and your talents and how are you leveraging those to be an income, to, to support you, 
right, to support your family. So issues around the self-worth and so forth might be where we have to take a good hard look. That's what Saturn demands. A good hard look at where you are settling or compromising yourself. Where are you settling for less? Um, and it may be, are you truly, do you really feel deserving of earning what you're worth? Right. So that'll be a big conversation for you over the next two and a half years. And keep in mind, we're looking at your own personal chart now. So if you are someone with Pisces on the second house, you might also have to look and see what other planets, no matter what house it's in, by the way, there you may have other birth planets in the sign of Pisces. So we could even modify somewhat what's going to be happening for you by looking at what is in Pisces already. Like in my own chart, I have only Chiron, no, I have, yeah, Chiron in Pisces. So at six degrees, so literally Saturn going to hit it, you know, before he retro, he's going to hit it three times. Thank you very much. Going forward, backward, forward. Um, but, you know, it's a healing, right? What kind of a healing might I expect during that period of time? Uh, now, third house, if Pisces is on your third house, this is this will be an interesting place for you because it's about words. It's about communication. And Saturn wanting you to put into words what comes next. Like putting into words what it is that you want to share. Your gifts and your talents in words or in actions or in teaching or in sharing. In, um, in kind of a, a learning, teaching sort of way. Right? The third house... Uh, is about information. So you might have to pay more infor in, in pay more attention to the information that's coming in and how you're using information, becoming more discerning about information, right? Is this true? Is this true for me? Is this capital T truth or is this just somebody's idea of truth? So you'll be having to use discernment as you go on here about who you trust about what information you trust, right? Um, you need to be more reserved, perhaps, about what you say. Remember, Saturn is conservative. He's a force of conservation. So fewer words may be better, right? Instead of flowery words that kind of run around, be creative, but be succinct, right? Be creative, be succinct. <coughs> the third house also rules the mind. So your mind may be also kind of going in many different directions. Um, so you'll want to, to watch out for maybe overanalyzing or overthinking. And then cause that be a cause for you to stay in your head rather than to come into the body and take action in the physical. All right. If you have Pisces sitting on your fourth house of your natal chart, Saturn is going to take up issues around home and family and the traditions that you uh, hold. It could be a challenging time for you. It could be that you're looking at retirement in your life and your older age and how, to, how am I set up for that? You might have to take more responsibility for caring for elders in your family. Um, you may have more issues around home, the house literally, right? Maybe having to spend more time and attention taking care of things at home. Uh, or taking care of the home, especially foundational type things, right? Um, maybe you're going to be doing some genealogy or maybe taking a look at your family history 
um, connecting deeper to the part of yourself that is linked to your ancestry, right? We are all a part of an ancestral line. And just because it's a time for you to look at that connection doesn't mean that you have to be like everybody else in your family. How are you different? How do you stand out in your family? And appreciating that you're taking on a part of the genetic history in your own way, right? In your own way, perhaps. Um, also, you, you may have to look at how you've been overly compromising, um, giving away too much of yourself to your friends or family, especially family, right? Giving, uh, becoming the doormat for everybody else, uh, because that isn't the, that's not sustainable. It is totally not sustainable. You have to first have your cup filled before you can really give to your family and or be, you know, an effective part of a family or a tribe or a community, right? It's not just family, but tribe, community in some ways is also a part of that. If you have Pisces sitting on your fifth house of your natal chart, then what you're looking at here is about creativity. The fifth house is creativity, love, joy, romance, play, um, risk-taking, right? It's a time um, when you cannot hold on to things too tightly because they're coming in as ideas. They're coming in as inspiration. This is where your human design is going to be huge, right? Hugely helpful in your determining what it is that you're going to take action on by your type and your strategy. Because otherwise, with a lot of creative inspiration coming in, you may be tempted to act on everything. And you can't, right? You can't. You simply cannot. Um, this is also dealing with the childlike expression of, of being an adult in this world where, yes, you have to take things seriously, but part of that should also be don't sweat the small things, right? Don't sweat them. Um, you may have pressure that you feel in your life, um, and that pressure might be about the things that you, you think that are lacking in your life, a romantic relationship, a romantic partnership. So you may feel pressured to go out and make those things happen. And of course, if you're trying to make things happen, that is sometimes force and force is not necessary, right? It's not necessary. But you could also become very much more disciplined in the expression of your creative energies. So that would be the fifth house. If you have Pisces on your sixth house, then this is all about health and routine for you. It can be a highly productive time these next two and a half years. The Saturn is the work ethic, right? And putting work toward getting healthy, work toward your healing practice, toward healing others, perhaps, um, toward what are your routines in your life and do they support you? Are they supportive? Do you have boundaries? right? That's going to be a big word anyway, for two and a half years. So do I have boundaries? Do people routinely cross my boundaries? Do I routinely let other people walk over my boundaries? Um, so this Saturn being here is going to bring increased discipline and focus to both the mind and the body. And make sure that you don't get caught up too much in the small minutiae of things, the details. Uh, this is a house ruled by Virgo. So it's a it's a tendency to, tendency to get caught up in for perfectionism or 
the the details and forgetting that there's this bigger, wider view that I also need to embrace or encompass in order to to really see what comes next. Um, this is also workaholicism. So you'll want to be careful around that, right? Balancing work and play, balancing the need to be authentically engaged in sharing of yourself with others, but also of filling up your own cup. Because if you run low, you don't have the energy to share anymore. So big thing there. Seventh house, or yeah, seventh house Saturn uh, in Pisces is about your partnerships, your one-to-one relationships, your most significant other. And that can be your marriage partner. It can be your business partner. It can be a significant other in your life. It doesn't have to be specific to marriage. Um, We often call the seventh house the house of marriage or the house of business partnerships. But it really relates to anyone whom you're pretty close with, that you're sharing resources and time. Um, And there's a level of intimacy there, even, and I don't mean sexual intimacy, I mean like you are really sharing closely of yourself with another person. And that might be good friends, right? It could be, you know, a tribe of people that are very tight. And you might find yourself during this period of time, then rewriting agreements, right? Contracts are a part of this. What agreements have you made in your relationships that are no longer sustainable? What agreements are unspoken, but that you and or the others have been acting as if it was chiseled in stone? So it'll be time to really look at that. Um, You may learn major lessons about relationships in your life if you have Pisces on the seventh house. Saturn wants you to be real in a sign that's unreal, (laughs) ideal. So you have to be real about the ideal. So you may be taking up things like what, what is my ideal partner? And what impossible idealism have I brought to relationships or partnerships? Um, During this time, you may find out who really is the most important for you. If you have Saturn going through your eighth house, it's a the house of joint finances, other people's money or money that you hold with other people, as well as the house of transformation. Sexual intimacy is in this eighth house. And with Saturn here, this part of your life may feel heavier. It may feel like you are emotionally challenged, uh, challenged by finances, uh, challenged by your own psyche or what's holding you back your own limitations here. The eighth house has a little bit of a karmic flair to it. And the karma here might be when you're holding yourself back from something. Uh, When Saturn goes through this house, there can be a feeling of loss. What am I losing? What am I needing to let go of that I'm really holding on too tightly to? But yet Saturn, when it asks you for releasing something, is because it's no longer useful, right? Unfortunately, this may be a time when you're dealing with some financial frustrations. Maybe your stocks aren't doing the what, what they should. Maybe you're realizing, I don't have enough money for retirement. Ugh. Maybe other people have been draining and siphoning off your finances, and it's time for you to become empowered to lead your finances where you want them to go. You might have to find yourself reducing debt in order to leave more money for flow you know, in your life to be able to spend in other ways. So here you might be also dealing with inheritances, legacies, taxes, all of that good stuff. Not so fun, but it's an important part of our charts. 
If you have Saturn moving through your ninth house, now the ninth house is the house that we think of as expansion. It is a house that sees worldliness or universality and not just community. You know, it's bigger than that. It's like it sees the whole world um, and it encompasses our ideals and encompasses and embraces our beliefs. And you may be in a, in, a, in a position to look at, well, what are my beliefs? You may be questioning your long-held beliefs, your cherished sacred cows, <laughs> and have to let yourself get rid of those sacred cows if they're not if they're holding you back in some way you may have to release yourself from this you may be on a search for meaning in a new way you want to understand in a deeper way and you're likely to feel drawn to taking up deeper studies in some respects the kind of learning you do will help you influence what you do next in the next couple of years so you may be maybe you'll be going back to college because there's something you really want to study deeper um, maybe you'll actually be looking at traveling more widely. The ninth house is the house of foreign travel, expanding, of course, your, uh, uh, your awareness to the bigger, wider world. So it might be a time to take a trip that has a spiritual meaning behind it, going to sacred sites or sacred places or looking for the sacred to other cultures. What was sacred to other cultures? What is sacred now to other cultures different from the culture that you are in at this moment? But you want to be to expanding beyond what you know, but Saturn wants you to do it in a very disciplined way. I don't know how you're going to do that. I don't know how I'm going to do that. That's where it is for me. Uh, if you have Saturn in Pisces in your 10th house, now the 10th house is a career house. It's a profession. It's authority. It's your authenticity. And it's about putting your best foot forward, right? Putting the right, the, the, there used to be a program for kids around here called Best Self, and it was teaching kids to be authentic and to be, you know, putting their best foot forward. And that's a interesting because Pisces rules the feet <laughs> and in this place at the 10th house, putting your best self out there and saying yes to the right things for you rather than shutting down career potential or possibilities saying yes. You're going to get recognition likely for the hard work and the effort that you put into things, but you will also be recognized for not doing that, right? Your reputation can suffer. So you want to be diligent. You want to keep balance. You want to be able to put your goals into action, right? This is an action orientation. And in a way, think about this as following through on your vision. Pisces has been holding a big vision for you in your career path or in your uh, professional life. And from that big vision, are you taking the steps to move yourself forward? All right, if this is going to be in your 11th house, this is the house of friends and hopes and dreams, your goals, your aspirations, and it also has a humanitarian edge to it. So it's going to be a time where you're probably going to want to be out in the world. You're going to want to be seen. You're going to want to connect, right, with greater numbers of people. You're going to want to see how those lines, like spokes of a wheel, take out and connect you to other people. Like you might be the hub, but how are all the different spokes connecting you to the wider world, right? Um, sharing in your, your talents and your gifts with other people that are of like mind. Finding your tribe, finding your community, 
finding where you resonate. Um, maybe you'll find that the friendships that you have currently are shifting and they're changing, that they, you, you kind of looked at what's not supportive of me anymore and you're moving through that. If you have Pisces and Saturn in Pisces moving through your 12th house, this is where you're focused on clearing out the unconscious mind, bringing your vision out without fear, right? Because now what you see in the 12th house is you need to slow it down. You need to focus. You need to remove any of the blocks and restrictions. You might have to go through some psychological processing. It'll be a great time for you for coaching and counseling, for astrology, for tools that help you know yourself better, help you clear out that unconsciousness, perhaps being more creative in how you do those kinds of things, becoming more intuitive. This is a place that is really connected to prophecy, if you will. Um, exploring, you know, those subconscious patterns and releasing yourself from them. Discovering, you know, that's a process of discovery and taking action on all of that. So there we go. That's Pisces through, that's Saturn in Pisces through the 12th houses. Hopefully you had your own chart in front of you and can see how that is impacting you. Now, remember, if you have planets in Pisces already, like the sun, if you if this is your birth month or your birth sign, it's going to affect your um, energy levels. It's going to affect what you do and how you do what you do. If you have other planets in Pisces, there can be a change in the very energies that we just talked about because it's going to be unique to you with those planets in there. All right. Hopefully that helped everybody. Uh, eighth house, we we did do that. Leslie, you can go back. That was... Uh, the house where you were looking at joint finances and how you shared of yourself uh, with others, looking at uh, transformation, right? It's the whole death, rebirth, regeneration energy. Uh, Natasha, I know my situation that I'm having a meeting about is calling other people out. I'm choosing not to, using experiences as the lesson. I come back to me because this is about the shift. Exactly right. All right. All right. Last thing before I go, there was likely something I didn't share that I wanted to share. <laughs> Quick rundown of the week. So obviously today we have the sun in a sextile to Uranus. Yay. Inspiration, creativity, aha moments, epiphanies. Tomorrow's the full moon, Saturn moving into Pisces. We talked a lot about that. Wednesday is the new human design week. And we move with the sun into the gate 22, the gate of grace. And the earth challenges us with the gate of mindset. So mindset and mood come together for this week. Thursday, Saturn moves into the gate 55, the gate of abundance. Love it, love it, love it. Friday's peaceful, Saturday's crazy. And Sunday, Jupiter and Chiron come together in a conjunction. I will be taking that up on Friday during our broadcast. Much love to all of you. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Make it a great week. And I'd love to hear from you about your experiences as we shift out of this Aquarius Saturn and into Pisces Saturn. Take care, everyone. Bye.